What's your ID number? It's 1142. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Roommasters Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. This is the official podcast, the Craftology Radio Network, a collection of craft brews and geek news tied loosely together here on Craft Brews and Geek News. We talk about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geek and nooks of culture. Who could speak to these things besides myself? Hi, Donnie here. And Mr. Lousman, how are you? Who could speak faster than you? That was ridiculous. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really trying. <laughs> <laughs> You're succeeding, I suppose. I just want to get some energy. I wanted some energy in this show tonight. Jeez. You got the micro man, like micro machine energy. <laughs> now nah, I'm sure it's all fine. I just wanted to say hello, my man. It's been a while since we've connected last. How are you? It's been a while. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm very good. I cannot be... Uh, well, I could be, but I'm quite happy with things these days, so beer-wise and whatnot, and work and happiness and health-wise. So, yep. All right. Sounds very enthusiastic. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, you got a little little sippers there? You want to get right into it? I had a, I had a good week, good weekend. Hope you all out there did too. Um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a good one. It was a good one. We're moving on into... Um, Warmer weather here as the uh, tail end of February tends to fade away. I know that the rest of the country is literally stuck in a polar vortex right now, but we are cool as a cucumber, if you will. In fact, it's about to get a lot hotter, I think. I think it's going to be 80 degrees this weekend, which is horrible. Yeah, Yeah. you ain't wrong. Yeah, it's going to be quite warm. No, it's not looking forward to that at all. Um, But... What I am looking forward to is that we got a bunch of stories tonight to talk about. We got a whole bunch of news and a bunch of good stuff and a bunch of a bunch of cool craft beer stuff. Some good um, video game stories, some Star Wars stuff. Um, a couple like little NASA nuggets that, that dropped out of the sky, if you will. Is that a new segment? Yeah. Segment? A little NASA nugget? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can go with that if you want to. I don't care. I like um, it. Let's see what happens when we get there. Maybe we'll remember. Maybe we won't. Only you listeners will be able to tell. (laughs) Are you talking about space? (laughs) I don't Uh, think they'll be able to tell. None of Uh, them are going. (laughs) Why? Because they're spaced out? Uh, Oh. Oh. (laughs) You got me. You got me. All right. Let's get right into it, Mr. Lossman. I don't feel like... Uh, burning through too much extra time today. Of course, it is just the two of us, so I'm um, glad to have you here, buddy. And obviously, I I, I I I didn't say anything, but yes, I'd love to go ahead. I'd love to cut you <laughs> right off mid-sentence, actually. Can you just start a word? I'll just jump right in and just sort of go, nap, 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 I've got things to talk about. You know, okay. I've got things to talk about. <laughs> about my beer, on the note of space, I got, uh, it's been a... Uh, a very frequent uh, shower. <laughs> um, Not a grower. Wow. 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 Just wow. Uh, the Elysian <laughs> Space Dust IPA. Woo! Yay! Woo! Um, the it. main reason I got this one, no joke, because I can't find I can't find the frost bit. 
I I haven't seen it either. <sighs> One day I'll be reunited with that my favorite beer of last year and this year. <laughs> but until then, I was like, you know what? I'm in that Elysian vein. I like space. I watched a lot of space stuff recently. I hope y'all did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's do space stuff. So I did some space stuff, and Elysian space stuff is for me. Uh, very nice. tasty. Always a good one. Highly yeah, recommend. Very good. I give no. it a yeah. 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 It's all right. What is that? Like a like a four out of five on the Ooh, old ball scale? It's actually like a thirty six point scale. So you don't want to. Okay. Yeah, so I can break down the Yeah, I can break it down if you want. I just don't think you want to. No, please go ahead. There's you got to carry the four, <laughs> and it's it's a thirty two. Well, no, I'd say it's a twenty eight out of thirty six. <laughs> okay. Is that that? I mean, I feel like that pretty much sums it up for most people out there. What's was, the ratio? Can someone out there do the ratio? Quick, tweet us. Is that? Are we going to insert that oh, tweet wait. here? Oh, <laughs> no. I missed. No. Okay. Well, you tweet us, and then we'll we'll insert it retroactively. I'm just going to say numbers: twenty eight percent, twenty four percent, twenty nine percent, nope, thirty percent. No, no, it's seventy eight percent approval. I gave it a twenty eight out of thirty six. What does that mean? Dude, I'm sticking to it. I like it. I don't know where this is going, but I've got to find out what. You got to figure out the math. Don't waste your time about math. (laughs) Math never got me nowhere, no how. Why are you doing all that? Put that that graphing calculator away. 77%. I was close at 78%. 77%. I'm just going to put that in there eventually. That's a good one. And eventually it'll just say, that's a good rating. That's pretty good. I think. Yeah. That's yeah. why I rate no, it. That's good. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to edit that, but uh, we'll, we'll find out. Um, all right. Well, that's good. Yep. Yeah. Great time. Um, good. I'm glad that you love the Elysium, as Matt Damon always said, as it is his favorite favorite movie that he was ever in. So that's mm. great. I feel like that's wrong. Is it? I feel <laughs> what like is it's it way I wrong. Forget every. Is I feel it? like he can name one born movie, and he'd be like, "That was better. Better trailer. That, better cold that cuts. Was better." Better helicopter scenes, and then there's Elysium, which is like a good movie, but not as good as the beer. Sort of that, yeah. What'd you bring? All right. Well, the good the good news is what I did bring. Thank you, my friend. Is the um is the high low actually? I I, I this is always the the second that we go. What are you drinking? What are you going to drink? What I did drink as we were helping our good friend, as most of you may have known from the uh, this week in geek section. Um, of the podcast here, it is uh, or uh, the This Week in Geek segment of the podcast, which you may or may not have heard before. Obviously, Joe is going through uh, a few things. He's moving around town here. He's enlisting the help of all the buddies of the podcast intermittently on different days of the week um, to uh, to get you know the, the the mission done, the the goal accomplished. And part of that is to take um, a momentary hiatus on the This Week in Geek. So you haven't seen those weekly, but what he has been doing is doing double and or triple um, digit week in geeks which means he's doing um dtks or tdks which he tdks yep yep which if you know anything about us we are in the rocket league tribe group club of triple digit kills which is coined off of deems is um battlefront 2 escapades called triple digit kills so there's a lot of history here in the podcast that we've made up ourselves over the last five years but that's great anyways long story short 
the high low i finally finally found the high low i actually was um with 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 joe this weekend um doing some good work and we uh we stumbled across a uh, a high lie or excuse me a, a cigar city kind of sampler pack so it had florida man it had high low it had high lie and it had um it had one more that was oh the cracker the florida cracker which is always a good one too yep um but the the cool thing about high low is that i i did I, I took it and I had I probably had two two of them I think but but the cool thing is the high low and like the high lie is Cigar City's low alcohol high lie alternative so it is really a a, a high lie at heart but it is the high low in calories um, intake and uh, and overall just like body and feel um, it's got a, a full you know palette of flavor and potency um but but it's kind of tiered down a bit so it lowers the intensity of the typical ipa um but but still you get a really strong good hop flavor to it uh you get a lot of good citrus aromas and flavors bread like maltiness um it's snappy it's relatively bitter um it's it's really got a good hop forward flavor to it for a lower calorie or lower i don't know uh, whatever you want to say, lower kind of intake on a beer. And huh. so if, you, if you're, if you've had the high line, you're not like a hundred percent sure on it, or you, you know, maybe you've not, you're not an IPA, not, not an IPA person. Um, the reason I like this one is because it does have a little bit lower of a, of an intensity to it, but it still maintains the look, the feel, the taste, the flavor. It, it, it really is a pretty, it, it's a good lighter beer. In terms of you know the the scope or the environment that we are now, where all these breweries are trying to make high gravity or, or high intensity beers, but still like drinkable for the for the masses. And so um, at 120 calories, four percent alcohol. You know, if you want the best that that I would say the best beer. My obviously my favorite, one of my favorites is High Lie, and I've I've said that many many times. But if you want to try. A version of that that isn't as intense and isn't as as overwhelming and isn't as you know just all encompassing. It's a it's a perfect opportunity um, to try that. So again, Cigar City High Low. Um, it's part of the Canarchy you know uh, group, so you can you can probably get that just about anywhere that you can find your beer that you find now. If you can find Oscar Blues, if you can find High High Lie, odds are you'll be able to find this beer. So um, highly suggested again if you haven't tried it out. I really do think it's a fantastic beer, and uh, for 120 calories, four percent alcohol, you really can't beat it. But still, doesn't stack up against the high lie, so um, doesn't outplace that. I just wish they would do like one, like a 16 ounce can of that. And I know that's kind of anti what it's about, but I, I wish they would just do like a onesies, so they can be like, ah, eh, you know, in most like Wawa's or gas stations or whatever. Like, I wish I could just sample it like at a very, you know, highly produced level and just be like, oh, I still like it. Or like, maybe I'm not a fan. Like, that's my one wish for that. But uh, I will try it someday. So it's in the books. Everyone start your calendars. Mark your calendars. Everybody mark your calendars. Lots will drink drink this beer. Um, Honestly, you know, we've talked about like the So Low from, from Dogfish Head. um, Because that's, that's the, 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 their equivalent of their, you know, their beer that that is obviously a, like a fantastic beer and they, they take it down to the you know lower alcohol lower calorie content um i think there's still i think there's still room to refine that because like there's got to be a way to get 
you know, within the 100, 120 calories and still up towards like what the Bud, Bud Lights, which are five, five and a half percent, you know, for the same kind of calorie content. But the taste, I just, I just don't, I think that's the linchpin. They just can't get the flavor. They can't get that weight without, you know, without taking away so much from the beer where it just does seem like a lighter beer. But, but again, if I was out at a bar and I saw high low, I would definitely pick it up because it is drinkable. It's just like high lie, except it is toned down a bit where you can have one or two and still drive home opposed to the seven and a half percent they typically have. So, Ooh, yeah. so that is, that is a different, different story when you, when you talk about that too. But it would be responsible. So we're always about, but man, it is, um, it's still a very good beer. I, I do enjoy it. So, yeah. So that's that. Good to know. But speaking of speaking of um uh, of you know kind of innovations in beer, the the next story we have, we're gonna move right into our, our craft beer section here. I've got a story here that that talks about how um, companies like Onzer or Osner, next basically untapped Osner, um, the parent company Next Glass, who owns both those companies, are kind of shaping the way that people do um, digital craft business, which is interesting. And the only reason I bring this up is because I think we mentioned last show, um, and we mentioned it again, uh, I know we mentioned it on Florida Craft Beer Day, but I'm, I was in the running for Hanapu Day. And so Hanapu Day basically comes around, if you're not familiar with it, for Tampa Bay Brewing Company. Uh, once a year, they've done it for the last six years, um, and this is where you get these specialized stouts that are like this very unique type of beer. So it takes a while to brew. It, it, it really is very specific. It is like one of the best stouts that I think that you can get known to mankind, specifically here in like the Southeast United States. It's just a fantastic beer. The way they decided to roll it out was through this app called Osner. And so what I, it was formerly called Craft Cellar, but what I learned about Osner is that you basically go on there and you, you, you hold your place in line as if it was almost like a beer lottery. And when new breweries announce stuff, you're notified first and you can actually purchase it right within the app and pick it up, you know, a few days later if you want to. Well, the way that Hanapu rolled out is that I was actually, I had to put up, pony up a credit card, get right in there, um, apply for the, you know, the two bottles of Hanapu that I wanted. And my lottery number was selected. So I, I automatically got charged my 60 bucks plus... Oof bucks for a tax or whatnot and i've got from march 12th to, to april 12th basically to pick it up very unique what i have to do though is go to the actual brewery show them my recipient kind of id on my phone from osnar and and then and then pick it up that way which is which is cool and i get it and that's all great but i had no idea these technologies existed and apparently these these companies or these this umbrella company, which is Next Glass, who already owns Untapped, Untapped for Business, Hop Culture, Beer Advocate, now Osnar. Um, it's crazy because they're all really trying to modernize this experience. And they've been doing so since since roughly like 2013, 2015 times. So now that, you know, kind of craft beer is in its in, in its little um, COVID jail and whatnot, and we can't really do that much with, with breweries and things like that, these companies are really going to... to uh, chart the course for the way that i think craft beer will will kind of grow through not only the pandemic but beyond 
and what happens you know after that i think in 2016 they had about 20,000 customers and that stayed pretty stagnant for a while but but coming into now you know there's a whole lot more that are, that are actually like, um using the the apps and all the 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 you know their their umbrella uh, so i'm i'm excited for it i love modernization i really do think you know, I think it'd be really fun to be able to to do all this stuff online. I think it's great that you have something like Untapped where it's literally just in your pocket, review beers. I know a guy that's done like thousands of them in the last, you know, 10 years. So um, I think it's really cool stuff. But Lossman, what do you what do you think about, you know, how these little mobile companies can actually, not mobile, not little, but yeah. how do these companies and transform craft beer into a digital experience? I mean, that's that's pretty interesting stuff. That is very interesting. I mean, I feel like it's it's almost like the first stepping stone towards like, you know, things like, a, I don't know, I want to say like a, 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 a virtual, and I know these already exist, but like a, almost like a pre-planned like virtual like beer fest or something like that. Like Exactly. I, I feel like this is like how we get to like, you just open, you know, like everyone signs up and says, hey, hey, get me one. Like I want to be there. And then all of a sudden like some virtual thing kicks off and you get a box and it's got 30 beers in it or whatever. And somebody's like, ah, this is how we're doing this, and blah, 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 blah. Like, and it's a, there's a lot of fanfare and cool stuff like that. So I feel like this is like, you know, and again, I know those things are, are currently going on, but like, they're not very mainstream at this point. So I feel like this is just a monumental step towards that. But I like it. I mean, I'm not yeah. opposed to it. I, I'm, I'm very much so down for it. Well, I agree with you. And, and the, the the crazy thing is that like this this um, next glass, you know, umbrella company kind of has like all of it under their under their realm. So like if you think about like Untapped, Untapped is much more than just like the Facebook of beer. Yeah. There, there's a business section to Untapped that that literally like, keeps Untapped alive, and and that's why because they they sell this service to businesses, to bars, to breweries, to small places, and then. People like you and I go in there and they they see what's on tap and they see how much is left and they see what's coming next and all that kind of stuff. All that happens from their digital interface that they're selling to, to bars and, and, and restaurants. Not to mention, you know, uh, <laughs> well, not to mention the fact that they're selling advertising and all that kind of stuff. It's almost like Facebook saying, we're going to we're, we're gonna charge you to show our stuff in your bar and then we're going to sell your data in addition to that. And the data from the users that you're soliciting to use your stuff. And we're going to make money off that. It's really just a fantastic uh, model. And Next Glass, you know, could be a potential powerhouse here in terms of the, the craft beer scene in the next, you know, five years or so. Because they've truly capitalized on this digital revolution from craft beer. And I think that now is the time when when something like that should have happened. Now, if it comes out and fights for good or fights for evil... Or gets bought out by Anheuser Busch in two years. We'll see. Um, you know that's that's to be told. But you know, good on them for for starting. You know, trying to to capture some of this real estate and some of these big players to um to have on your arsenal to have under your umbrella because I think that's kind of the progressive look that you'd have to take to really uh, move forward in you know not only this time but in this industry when um when things weren't necessarily digital forward so uh, that's, uh, a, a lot of the stuff that you just said right there was very confusing however <laughs> i will say this if if i can drink a bunch of beers that were from amazing places from amazing breweries and 
get the same sort of VR experience Hell uh, yeah. headset, then I would do Great American Beer Festival all over again, virtually, with all you guys. I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat. If I could if I could get that same experience just virtually. That like, would be very interesting. I think that's where you're going. I, I didn't yeah. want to like dovetail. No, too that's far. that's like the next. Like, that's next level. What about a virtual beer fest where you're just bumping into other guys wearing Oculus, but like you're at your house, and then like you know, fast forward like nineteen thousand beers later because there was a lot coming at us, and you're in a rickshaw, and then you're flying through downtown Denver, and you're just <laughs> shouting out at people in the street. Like, I mean, I would do that. Very. That sounds very very close to home, actually. I feel like you might have experienced something like this. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you or the group out there. I just want to say, you know, if that were to happen, I'd be all about it. Like virtual beer fest, virtual gap 2022. That could totally exist. Oculus, get on it. The hard part, the hard part is shipping out beers to people because beers explode upon shipping, which, which is the normal thing that happens. Wait, that's a thing? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they explode with with high velocity. In fact, um, FedEx and UPS and USPS say you can't ship beers. You can't ship carbonated beverages for that specific reason. Because they, they can, they just kickbox them around or what? Like, yeah, like they just get messed up. You can. Like, I shipped Coke out of a warehouse. You can do it. Like, you can absolutely do it. You shipped Coca Cola out of a that's warehouse. True. Well, <laughs> regular Coke isn't carbonated. At least not the Coke I've tried. <laughs> no, oh God! You <laughs> no, oh, but boy. you can't. You can't ship beers cross country. That's the problem. So when you do a virtual beer fest like that, it would be awesome if you were like, "All right, it's COVID. We can't do this, but like, here's your thirty beers. You paid thirty bucks. This is what you get." And then just like a beer fest, you sit there and you drink them all in one sitting, and you're drunk, right? Like that's that's just what a beer fest is. And then you ride a rickshaw around your local town and you (laughs) yell at strangers. Yes, go on. (laughs) I'm familiar. You can't exactly do that. The rickshaw part is one piece of it. I don't <laughs> recall anywhere in that video that we shouted at anybody. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, the video, <laughs> you can find the video on uh, Craftology Radio on YouTube. Just search for Craftology Radio on YouTube.com. Thank you very much. Don't look at the shouting part. It wasn't a lot of shouting. It was, like it a, was my part. Like a, it was like a yelp. My, pa- my part was all shouting. It was in all caps. Please feel free to, if you're watching it on YouTube, just make sure you have captions on so you can hear everything. Just, it's my recommendation. That's all. Continue. Well, I didn't caption it, so I don't know. Okay, anyways. Uh, so, yeah. No, that's good. Anyways, there's a lot There's a lot to do to unpack with that one. But but seriously, if you guys haven't checked it out, um, yeah, check out Untapped. I think everybody that, that is literally listening to this would be on Untapped. I'm on Untapped. I, I don't, I don't actually post much but i'm totally on there i just haven't gotten out plus i haven't gotten to a brewery you know for any kind of like hanging out time in like a year so yeah that piece of it may not be doing super hot but i i think that the the way that next glass is diversifying their digital footprint they're gonna have a pretty good chunk of the space so good on them and, and hopefully do the right thing and and you know do right for craft beer so Absolutely. that's what i hope yeah yeah that'd be nice but anyways, in the essence of the time, we're going to move right on to our geek news section. Drink it on in, send it on back. Mr. Lausman, there was a little little special ditty that popped up, um, you know, out of the stratosphere sometime four months ago and uh, landed on into Mars, I think they say. So they're pronouncing it? No? Not right? Hmm. Mars? 
You're referring to Mars. Mars. Oh, okay, yes, of, of course. course. I just like to make Joe's ears bleed every time I say a word incorrectly. He said specifically it hurts his head, so I like to, you know, get there. I didn't mean to scream it, but uh, yeah, you're. But Mars, no, yes, Mars. So, so we sent the uh, the Perseverance to we sent to Mars. It. Me and you actually, did. Yep, we were like, you know what? I feel like yep. the world needs this. We're just gonna. Yep. This is on. We Elon. We, we got this one. Like we. We took we all the few, bottle rockets. Yeah. We had left over from 1998, and we strapped them to a Volkswagen. Yep. Ended it up in the stratosphere. Well, we've been saving box tops. So and That's bottle true. tops. So I feel like we earned this one. Yep. Nope. Okay. <laughs> we, That's not how that worked. Go ahead. We definitely got our Boy Scout badge for this one. That's um, not how those work either. I was part of that. But. It's about um, you know a kajillion miles away. Uh, it's, mm. it's pretty false number. It's a real. It's a real number. Nope. Um, but no, Perseverance actually did 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 make a landing on Mars, which is fantastic. Second large large rover about the size of a car that we have there on the planet of Mars. Um, it was fantastic to watch. Not that one was, car was, that we sent up there for no fucking reason. That didn't go to Mars. That one didn't nope. go to Mars. Just, and, just, again, we didn't send that. I mean, I did. So. Okay. You didn't? Well, I sent it. No, I didn't. All right. But anyway, it was Elon. There, there are two Volkswagen-sized rovers on Mars right now. One of them um, is Curiosity. The other is Perseverance, which has a teeny tiny helicopter. And I'm most excited to hear and to find out and to learn what happens with this. But it is an astronomical <laughs> achievement. Um, just to put a uh, Volkswagen-sized thing on the on the planet of Mars. So again, they did that crazy thing where it comes flying in from the atmosphere, jettisons the uh, you know the basically the heat shield, drops this this car down with rockets you know that have a a, a, a transparent fume. It's just crazy. It's, it's called just sky crazy what they did. Yeah, sky. But do you realize like there was no fumes from that? It's because it's like a hydrogen something you know mix of of rocket booster booster fuel it's just incredible it's incredible how they did it the whole thing was awesome i was on pins and needles I'm like, i have no idea why i'm so excited for this but it is so cool um just to see that they did it and it was it was really neat so the next big milestone the next thing that we have not done was to literally fly an earth-born craft in an alien environment and this is it, it, it's it's unique for so many reasons but the fact that this little guy's got to got to spin up to like twenty four hundred RPM just to get off the ground is incredible. Um, we don't know what kind of atmosphere that is. I mean, we know what kind of atmosphere it is, but we don't know how anything would fly in that. Right? It, it's just so cool. I, I'm so excited for to, just to see how this little helicopter uh, works on the surface of Mars because it, it says so many things. You know, yeah, we can. We're we're gonna get so much more science, so much more data from from the Perseverance because it's just a different, newer. It's got more stuff. It's got more bells, more whistles, more scientific equipment. I think that's all very exciting. But this little helicopter is like what gets me, gets my goat. Because I'm just like, I'm like, I can't wait to see what happens here. It's going to be so weird just to see it fly or to see, to hear that it's flying or whatever. Because it's so unique. Yeah. No, I honestly, I had not done my research in terms of where like the original likes. (laughs) There's been, I think, three uh previous but i had not done my actual research until recent and uh i got all excited about the story and whatnot um so looked into uh looked into the opportunity i had not realized that the opportunity mars rover had been functioning until 2018 that is wild 
Yeah. I think it was supposed to last for like 30 days or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that thing went on forever. And I mean, obviously, yeah. there's a spirit. And then I think the, what was it, the Iroquois? Uh, I don't remember the original noise. Or I'm sorry. I don't remember the original name of the the, the first one that went out there. But uh, it didn't make it very far. But uh, yeah, there was spirit. And then there was opportunity. And then now we've got the, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. So it, it's just great. Like, this is all fantastic, but wow. it is a, it's a, it's a cool time for like space and for anybody that loves space. And I know here on, on craft breeze news, we, we love space because I think it's just so, it's so unique and it's such a, a unique time to be alive and to be experiencing this stuff. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, it's like when with the moon or when we went to, you know, anywhere else who <laughs> discovered any kind of, any kind of thing. I mean, it's really unique. It's just, it's just, it's a fun time to like be engaged and just to be you know, listening to it and to to kind of just be around when it happens. So um, you know, it's not it's not earth sh- earth shattering. But um, hopefully not. not. Jeez Louise, yeah, we're still here. I've <laughs> yeah, seen well, Interstellar. <laughs> Don't give me that bullshit. <laughs> Those aren't mountains. That's a wave. Uh, well, they didn't say it like that. They didn't. No, they didn't. Jody Foster. Wait, is it Jody Foster? No, Jody Meg Ryan. Wait, definitely Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. it's Meg Ryan. It's, it's no. Meg Ryan. It's it's flat. Um, have you seen? <laughs> never mind. I would just divert. I would just yeah. No, just just <laughs> jump off that bit right there. Hey, you didn't uh, see flat Matthew McConaughey? Flatthew McConaughey. Is that his name? No, I just came up with that. Did you see the commercial? Flat Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I did actually see that. <laughs> he gets caught stealing chips out of a vending machine. Yeah, I saw that. And becomes full Matthew McConaughey. <clears throat> I don't. Anyways, why are we talking about that right now? Because there's chips on Mars. We've all discovered oh, it. Chips yep. on Mars. Tiny little okay, helicopter. So that's what we discovered. Chips in your mouth on Mars. Everyone. Tiny helicopter discovered that all those rocks on Mars. It's not actually dirt. It's Cheeto dust, and those are just Doritos. Lost the dust, bro. <laughs> Lust the, Lust dust. the dust, man. That's hashtag. Anyways, good Tim luck, and ingenuity. Awesome good luck, ingenuity. You tiny little helicopter in the Eric and Tim Awesome Show. Mm-hmm. We hope that you, Eric uh, and Tim. You... Why you gotta do it backwards? Why you gotta do that? <laughs> Come on now. You know the show. Anyways, speaking of the show, we've got a couple more stories to get to. We can't just sit here and talk about space all day. Yeah, we don't have room for it. What? So we don't have room for it. Uh, that's true. We don't have space for it. <laughs> You're the worst. Go on. Well, speaking of the worst, Ubisoft released a statement about their open world Star Wars game that is not coming until 2023-ish, probably after that. But they said it's groundbreaking. I'm excited for that. Um, Me too. There was two recent Battlefront games that came out to some significant backlash. Um, on the Star Wars chain there, but uh, Jedi Fallen Order basically kind of brought that back in, and Squadrons got a lot of praise. Now, Squadrons, yeah. if you recall, Lousman, with your HOTUS system for the mm. Xbox. By the way, have you bought that for PC? I did, and you just flipped me the bird when you said that. Oh, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Oh, well, you did, though. But you did. <laughs> you flipped me the bird, and I did buy it for PC. So, Yay! But Squadrons is good. The thing with Squadrons that was bad is that it's really short and there's not much to it. But they specifically said, listen, this is a brand new game for 35 bucks. So count your chickens, <laughs> count your eggs. Put them in space. Realize yeah, that they're not going to survive. And Bring enjoy that short lifespan. 
<laughs> I mean, that's just what it was. It was like it was like this kind of. It, it was. I think Squadrons is a good game for anybody that liked like Rogue Squadron or Tie Fighter, but but you know, there's no story to it. There was a 45 minute story, like just like Battlefront Two. The story was very very short. Ah, it was probably 90 minutes. There's probably two hours max, maybe that could- I think you could spend in, in the Squadrons actual like. Yeah. hero story and that's without dying as many times as i did because i was just messing around but um it was a good game uh, fallen order did you play much of that i watched a lot of it and that's only yeah. because the experiences i wanted to see out of a jedi were in that game but i was not dedicated enough to play that game so i was like oh i can't wait to youtube this and i did well, and i loved it <laughs> Here, here's the here's my issue with, with Fallen Order is that I am a Star Wars fan, big time. Um, I am too. What I don't love is the hyper, super linear pathway that you have to take. And I think I've talked about this on the show before. Yep. I do not like the linear, you have to go this way, there is no way to go back. Um, you know, people often call it like, um, like Metroid or like... Um, you know, Metroid, you have to go this way. You walk on that pat- platform, you get this upgrade, you go back to the door you couldn't previously get to. You can now open the door. A lot of that stuff with, with Fallen Order, but it was done in a way that there was a ton of backtracking. Like, the levels were far too small and far too linear to have that degree of backtracking yeah. in a game that was only, you know, as big as it was. You ended up going to the same five or six planets over and over and over again. And, like, I still, again, huge Star Wars fan, I have not beat it. I have not gotten to the end. I very well could. I've gotten through some of the most cinematic parts, the the big bird in the, in the, in the whatever tree thing. I've we all remember, huge... like... <laughs> Seven Sesame sister, Street, yes. brother, whatever it's called. Just I don't know. But... That time that Sesame Street was raided by the Jedi. We get it. <laughs> we understand. Move on. I'm just saying I even had a hard time as a as a very passionate fan getting to the end of this game. I still haven't done it. I just haven't done it. So, um, you know, that goes to show you my follow through on, on Jedi Fallen Order. But again, the only reason why is because of that linearity. And is that a word? We'll go with that. Linearity. 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 I feel like that's the next space shuttle launch. Like, linearity. linearity. Maybe I should, uh, yeah, coin that one. Anyways, the linear, linearness of the game is what, Ugh, mis- not what distracted me from actually finishing it. Yeah, not better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but anyways, what would you say to um, a, a wide open, you know, um, Star Wars game? Uh, do you think that would be something that would be groundbreaking? I mean, we had something like... Um, Knights the Knights of the Old Republic. We've had Swotor, Star Wars, you know, Old Republic. We've had a whole bunch of stuff like that that I don't think you or I either again really got into. A mainly because they were PC games. Yeah. B because they were released on Xbox far past its prime. Um, and then C because I just hadn't had the time or the capability to get into a game to that scale. You know, outside of like I played Diablo for a bit. Never played WoW because I enjoyed my life too much. But there were some games like that that Bam. I just had to skip on. Um, because, you know, I just knew it would be too much of a time suck. But um, I don't know. I don't think this is going to go the way of, of a KOTOR or a SWOTOR or any of those, you know, Knights of the Old Republic type games. 
it sounds like it's going to be something that's a little bit more unique and different, but yet customized to the Star Wars experience. But you know, what kind of what kind of open world game would you envision this be from from Ubisoft? I say Ubisoft. Do you say Ubisoft or Ubisoft? I say Ubi. Ubi. Yeah. Uba. I feel Ubi. like saying Uba is wrong. Ubi. I say Ubi. Ubi. That's just like a U. No. Nope. I feel. I, I feel like. You, I feel like you are doing it wrong. You. You are wrong, soft. That's you. Nope. Nope. Okay. You're wrong. All right. <laughs> In any event. Uh, anyways, anyways, I'm sorry. So, what kind of game would you love to see from from Ubisoft? <laughs> Keep in mind, these are the guys that made Assassin's Creed and that kind of crap. So, so go for it. I am going to say the same thing I have always said, and I know that just sounds repetitive, but in all honesty, like so. You take a genre and you take a very, like, genre-specific game. Um, and then you, you try and ask me, like, hey, how would you like to play this? So, for instance, I would like to uh, reference the, well, I should say any Jurassic Park, Jurassic World games. And you played quite a few. And I played quite a few. How would I like to see that? Give me Grand Theft Auto. That is Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. I don't even care. You can pick. It can be a brand new one that's highly monetized and very relevant to the fan base and whatnot. I don't care what it is. You just give me a Grand Theft Auto, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, Jurassic anything. That's fine. Give me a Star Wars, Jurassic. You know, it, it doesn't matter. No, 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 Jurassic. Jesus. Jesus. No, what <laughs> I'm trying to say is, is give me a Grand Theft Auto blank <laughs> and yeah. I'm in. Like, if you give me a world that gives me every single, every single thing that I want, like, just to run about, do nothing, do everything, do some missions, do missions for some factions, do missions for no factions, like, that is all I want out of an open world game. And it sort of boggles my mind that that still doesn't exist as a sort of you know i should say like a mainstream thought process for all yeah. you know open world games like you you when you referenced um uh, well you actually, i'm sorry no i was gonna, I was gonna get into it I, I think what you're saying is you know it's what it is that is the dichotomy of um witcher 3 versus cyberpunk if you ask me and i know you haven't played cyberpunk but but both witcher 3 and cyberpunk are both open world games very much so and the different—they're made by the exact same developer, CD Projekt Red, um, which, which is even more interesting because there are so many things now that I'm in. Like I would say I'm in Act Three of Cyberpunk at this point, and Bravo. I just recently, this time last year, beat Witcher Three, and so I know what the end stage of Witcher Three is, and I know what I'm walking into with the end stage of Cyberpunk, and the way that I see this. This unfolding is more, I hope it's more like The Witcher 3 and less like Cyberpunk. Because Cyberpunk, you know, being an open, they're both open world games, both these two games. Mm -hmm. But Witcher 3 has this like unmatched replayability where you can just walk down a street and bump into somebody and boom, there's a quest. And boom, here's a quest. And boom, here's, and not everyone is, is fantastic, but the ones that are good are truly memorable. That's what I really hope the open world is. 
Now, I've never gotten that Witcher 3 experience from an Ubisoft game, but I, I got a tinge of it when I played Black Flag, which was the pirate version of Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed. So I, I think yeah. there's hope there. What I don't want it to do is to turn into a cyberpunk where like I am, I've been playing that game as hard as I can to try and get into it and master it and, and understand it and pull, you know pull all the innards out and do whatever. But it just hasn't given me the same, you know, kind of this the same chutzpah. feeling, the same, the same, yeah, chutzpah, the same, you know, fulfillment that that Witcher Three did. So, um, and what is that? You know, there's a majority of it is 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 you know immersion breaking glitches and things like that that just don't make the game work. And that's one thing. But the other thing is that the, just the enrichment, the the richness of the story just isn't there on Cyberpunk. And I can very easily see them do that. You could take Cyberpunk and just never do any of the main stories and just go off and do these random things. But they become very repetitive and very stupid and very poorly, you know, articulated over time. While The Witcher had a million of these little question marks in every little section you went to. And so therefore it felt like this incredibly huge, you know, unstoppable force. But it was really just driven by one direct narrative that led into DLC, into DLC again, and just kept going. So I really hope that's what this turns into. And again, I saw a glimpse of that with with Black Flag. You had the ability to, to pilot your ship. You can kind of go from place to place or captain your ship. So like I could see that going from planet to planet. I think it'd be really cool if you had the freedom to do that. But they need to maintain that 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 ambient story behind the main story. Fallen Jedi Fallen Order, 100% story. They They had that linear pathway and you had to drive through that. All you could do in the meantime was pick up collectibles or redo levels. Got it. Uh, Cyberpunk, very strong main story, very weak side stories. Not enough background noise to make it full feel really like a lived-in world. Witcher 3 was, was just the perfect combination of all that stuff. And I hope that that they can take bits and pieces of all the Assassin's Creed franchises, put them together and make that that true of world you know star wars story but but again we won't see it till 2023 at the very earliest so um well yeah i mean and again i hope they don't i again overall i hope they don't go too much in either direction i hope they have a yeah. perfect blend of a lot of directions and i know yeah. that's uh that's a that's a tall well, order I know a lot of people have a lot of people have said the same thing about Fallen Order, where it's very linear, and once yeah. you beat it, there's almost zero replayability. Like once you go in and yeah. get an orange poncho compared to your red poncho, there's not a whole lot left oh. to do. Totally. Oh, oh. <laughs> totally, you say there's totally an orange one. Go well, the, stop the crazy yourself. Thing, you know? I'm on my way. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is that even at Galaxy's Edge, so now this is blending into the real world, which is where Star Wars very much can play. They just released Cal Kestis's lightsaber at the uh, Doc Endor's um, lightsaber store, or whatever it's called, the, the Antiquities or whatever. So, like, mm. there are ways that they can make it more in depth and more immersive, but I just feel like they they really should. And if they don't pull on that for a Star Wars property, specifically one that's been out four or five years after Galaxy's Edge came out, and there's all this Star Wars fanfare and there's new movies coming around by 2023, think about it. There, there is going to be another slate, not just one, but slate of movies on the horizon. So that's three. Uh, anybody out there that's counting at least another another trilogy that's on the horizon. So 
I hope for for Pete's sake that they do something. And if they if they did nothing else but to modernize, you know, uh, Knights of the Old Republic or, or put it in the in the same kind of vein of Knights of the Old Republic, blend it with a Witcher three, and then put it in the High Republic era, which is you know about five hundred eight hundred years before the Skywalker story. All about that. Totally all about that. Um, I just uh, I, you know I. I Star Wars video game is a touchy thing for me because it's it's it can be great, it can be bad, it can get better, like Battlefront Two most recently, and, and then it can also get a um, uh, you know, it could be out since two thousand five, get a game breaking upgrade and ruin the whole game, like what happened to Star Wars Battlefront Two, the original one for for, That's right. for Xbox, yep. <laughs> most recently. So, ah, uh, so it, I, yeah. I I am willing to double down and say, look. EA, anybody, whatever. If you want to make one planet, I will buy it. If you want to make Coruscant, sure. I mean, uh, all sorts of other games are now doing entire planets. Like, I will buy Coruscant for $60. If you tell me it's Star Wars, Coruscant, you get to exist, you don't even get to do anything. It's a Skyrim-style, like, Mm, you're <laughs> thriving in the world. I'm in. Done. Yeah, but they had that, and that was that. Um, that was that. What uh, level thirteen thirty or something? It was thirteen like thirteen, and prison, it never yeah. made it. No, it never made it. It got killed. It got killed. Which a lot of these games did get killed before before this one got made. I don't know. I have, like just just fundamentally, and we can wrap it up. I know this will be a super short episode, but we can wrap it up. But do you do you think that 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 Ubisoft has like the the spurs, the stones to 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 pull that off? Like, because imagine, imagine, you know, before or even imagine like Assassin's Creed one or two. Mm-hmm. Those were good games, right? And those were pretty mm-hmm. earth breaking, like groundbreaking games. They're like, wow, you can you can go anywhere, you can stab anybody, you can just have a conversation with people, you can jump off something, you can explore, yeah. you can get big vistas. It was a really cool premise for a um open world game, but they immediately shit the bed when they put one out, you know, the next one came out nine months later. Then nine months again. And so you had like four Assassin's Creed games in three years, and it didn't make any sense. Like, the way they had put that together, they just cranked them out so fast, they just didn't give, you know, two craps about the, what people really care about when they're talking about games. So, like, I don't I don't know, man. Like, I think that they there's no possible way they could be at this stage and still have the amount of F-up that they did for the launch of Battlefront 2. I, I just don't think so. I just don't think they can, and it's not. It's not going to be EA. Games, yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah. Why not focus on exactly what the people over at uh, Bethesda did with Skyrim and take it mobile? Got it. That'll work. That'll what? be it. <laughs> no, not Elder mobile. Elder Scrolls Online or whatever. <laughs> no, get out of here with that noise. Blades. No. Elder Scroll Blades. What I am referring to <laughs> is at Bethesda. <laughs> They did, so back in the day, way, way back, they did Skyrim, and that's cool. And then they did, well, I'm sorry, no, I didn't even do Skyrim. They did Morrowind. They did Morrowind. Uh, Or Oblivion first. No, it was... It was Morrowind, and then it was Oblivion, and then it was Skyrim, if memory serves. And where I'm going with all this (laughs) is, is they did all that, and then they remastered it and brought it all back. (laughs) 18 times. Yeah. (laughs) And that's fine because I don't even yeah. care. Like I bought it five it, times. 
So okay, so sub out, sub out Skyrim, sub out Boli- or, uh, Bolivian. Okay, my bad. All you South American listeners, Bolivian. Chicken Boyan, go ahead. Yeah, no, my bad. Uh, no, uh, sub out. What about the Argentinians? No, sub out. Uh, sub out Oblivion. Sub out all that. <laughs> Say this was Coruscant, and it was Coruscant oh, one, and then it was like Coruscant two. And then Coruscant three, like I mean, you're not gonna get anywhere if you can if you can actually just like make a place happen in a game, like Grand Theft Auto has done several times over. If you can make that place happen in the game, then you could re-release that game in the future, and it it's still playable in my opinion. If they released a yeah. Vice City 2021, I would buy that immediately, like for Grand Theft Auto. I would buy, yeah. uh, you know, I would buy San Andreas 2021, like a remastered, whatever. Just look like, look it, at it Franklin matter. Just getting like, grilled by people. If you can, if you can make <laughs> the actual place happen in a video game and then make it better in the future, I'm all about it. And Star Wars, in my opinion, should adopt this sort of policy because they've made some beautiful spaces. They could really actually take this and run with it. There was the original. The early sky's the limit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Said the, sky, the sky's the limit. Mm, so much waiting. Not a good payout. <laughs> Just a boof. Uh, that's a good one. That's if good they one. took. Put that, put that in joke book for later. <sighs> no, nah, I would erase that joke book. Just take that page out. No one's, no one's going to listen to it. Just take that page out. Um, if you took all of the maps that were ever in a Star Wars Battlefront game, rolled them all into one, and then just whittled out the, the weak ones, put them all into one, I mean, I feel like that would just be a solid situation. You would have several maps from several movie-specific locations, and they would all be relevant, but if they can take a page yeah. out of Halo's workbook, they would actually be able to say, okay, these are the different iterations of, like, here's Felucia, that, and here's Felucia again, and, you know, all the different generations of Felucia, or Coruscant and whatnot. I mean, they could literally go in so many different directions. A lot of this, a lot of this work's already been made. Like, you could just spend your developer time on making it better in the future. But... Yeah, but I don't, well, I don't necessarily agree because, like, even if they just went, like, like you're saying Coruscant or wherever, like, one thing specific, it's not going to be enough, right? Like, it it wasn't enough for, because, like, and again, you just need to, I'll give you my copy of Fallen Order because you need need to see how, how incredible and yet small it is at the same time. It is, it is really impressive, but, but again, I honestly think that Jedi Fallen Order should have been a thirty-five dollar game again. I don't. I don't think from it get. has that much to it from the get. I don't think it has that much to it. I think it's like it's exactly like Squadrons with a little bit more trim, a little bit more fat on it. Squadrons is Fallen Order for spaceships with less fat. That's all it is. That's all Squadrons is. That's fat exactly spaceships. what Fallen Order is. Fat it spaceships. was like if. Well, and if you played it, and spaceships, if you played if you played the the campaign of of squadrons, you you go you have to do this one thing, and you have to go here, and you have to go there, and you have to go there, and after you do a dozen missions, you know it's over. And I get that, 
but but there there was just so much more potential i think for that game if it would have been a full fleshed out game as there would have been for fallen order 2 which which is what i think you know is definitely coming on the pipe but but it you know I just think a, a full, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't want to spend another, you know, another thirty minutes talking about because we probably could, but yeah, probably good. I just think it's it's going to be a massive undertaking, and and I'm excited to see it. We've got plenty of time to look forward to it. So it's just the most news that's came out for it right now, which is why we're bringing it to you guys here. Um, but honestly, uh, you know, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be awesome. I was excited about Fallen Order. I was excited. I was excited probably more about Squadrons, but um, but yeah. So, so that's it. But we can um we can wrap it up, man. But I don't know any any closing thoughts on all that. No, not a whole lot. Okay, all right. Well, that's good. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, but all right. Well, like I said, it was going to be a relatively short episode. This one, there's not a ton of news going on. Um, what we'll probably you know highlight or try to do next time is is what we're going to try and do to, is bring you guys some some interesting pieces of content here. We're, we're gonna. We're trying a new thing here. We're trying a new game. We're gonna have some new um, uh, videos going up on the YouTube channel as well. Craft brews, or excuse me, we're gonna think some thing, some new things going up on the YouTube channel. Craftologyradio. You know. Com is our website. There you can check out that kind of stuff. We're also gonna have um, a few more shows, a few more plugs. Besides that, I'm excited to play some more games. I know we bought it. We have a couple things on the horizon here. We've got Ark coming up. I know, Laos, have you, have you played Ark Survival, the 2015 or 16 Xbox game, I believe, that is also on PC and where we all bought together? Have you played that yet? No, I have not played it yet, <laughs> but um, I am excited. Um, I I kind of have I, I kind of have adopted the uh, same rules as Naked and Afraid when I go to play it. Um, I don't know if that's a good. That's that's what you're supposed to do. That's how you start. Well, I mean, like physically. No, you should be wearing clothes just in case. Well, that's why my neighbor was pissed when I was downloading it. I mean, that sort of explains yeah, itself. True. Yeah. Did you download outside out front of the apartment complex? Again? I downloaded it in the park. Yeah, right out front. Yeah. That's probably what that police. Tension was. It was just the neighbors. Yeah, no, no, no please. Yeah. The sign on your door says something different, though. It says, um, do not go outside. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> You're the worst. <laughs> I'm writing that one down in the joke book, too, just so you know. I've got two of these jokes now. These are just keepers for later. I guess. <laughs> all right. Well, if you've got nothing else to say about ARC and you've got nothing else to say at all, Nothing to say. Then where can the good kids? Where can the good kids find you? I can be found on the other side of a scratching door, but um, I can be found on Twitter at Mr. Lustman. Hit me up, talk to me, or don't talk to me. And if you don't talk to me, make sure you talk to me about it. All right, that's an empty thread if I've ever heard one. We, um, you can always find me, Craftology Radio, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, as well as the uh, the Facebook group Craft brews and geek news we uh we a lot of these stories that we talk about here actually stem from that facebook group so please do check us out um contribute talk to us uh there's uh, about 150 strong in there we are a good group of people all positive vibes talking about craft brews geek news and all sorts of fun things um the youtube channel is uh something we we're trying to work work on we do some gameplay footage there most recently, we did a, a Super Bowl Gridiron Rocket League tournament highlights. So it's about two minutes long. You can get some of the best shots and some of the best uh, takes that we had from the Super Bowl 
Rocket League tournament. We've got some um, Sea of Thieves content on there. We're about to have some Ark Survival Evolved content on there as well. I've got a uh, some ambient music there. I don't know if you're like me, but a fancy boy likes to uh, listen to music. Uh, and not music, but necessarily like game music and ambience uh, that I listen to while I work. So I always um, have something like that on. But we do encourage you guys to check that out. So you're admitting you're a fancy boy at work. <laughs> I've been after this for years, ladies and gentlemen. This has been on work and out of work. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yes, you can catch us there. So please do um, give us a shout there. You can always use the affiliate link here in our uh, podcast description to um, help fund the show or at least help give us a little bit of wines in the side there. Like I said, the Wizards at Amazon just give us a kickback every time you buy something. Once you click that link, it doesn't cost you anything extra. So please do it. But, Klausman, as we say at the end of every podcast episode. Meow, that's a good time. <laughs> All right, everybody. Y'all Mousers, have a good one. We will see you next time. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. No, don't do it. No, I was already doing a sound of music thing. Don't, don't you do it. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers! This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.